Monday. Monday evening, 9.30. I've done 19,287 steps. And uh, I've been to two shows. And I'm now in Retroland having dinner. I've got slightly lost to be honest, but I saw this very nice looking upstairs place which is just kitted out with all the chairs I've ever wanted to own. <laughs> it's lovely, it's called Spoon. So I'm having some nice wine naturally and I'm going to eat some salmon and there are these most beautiful windows and things out onto uh, the street so a nice secluded corner that I'm in. Anyway, um, so this is supposed to be about what's Monday at the Fringe been like. Well I only got here at uh, about 2.30, um, came up uh, from Birmingham and uh, so I went to the flat and Hannah from the project met me there and um, immediately she got me booked into a couple of shows which I've now been to see and oh I just noticed over there that there's a famous actor sitting at that table I can't quite remember his name of course but uh, when I do then I shall uh, let you know the first show I went to was Made in Britain uh, with Tez Ilias, who I've seen before. Um, and today he was on in Bunker 2, the Pleasance Courtyard, which is basically an underground cave. Um, but it was sold out with a very friendly audience. Actually, I asked the people on both sides of me um, if they'd seen him before, and they said no. So uh, obviously all his TV and radio appearances are bringing people in. Um, but in terms of the Sick of the Fringe project, how do you diagnose him? Well, his show is all about the fact that he's a British Muslim in a world where that's an increasingly difficult thing to be, um, both in terms of the expectations of the people who know you best in your family and the people who don't know you at all because of their, uh, perhaps their preconceived ideas. He talks about growing up in Blackburn in an Asian British community and the fact that his parents divorced, which made him feel an outsider there, <laughs> but then suddenly someone who fitted right in among his white friends at university. And then he joined the civil service, Fast Track, and he worked on the success of London 2012. But you just feel that his anxieties are ever-present, and that's what he wants to get us all to think about. He talks really frankly about how the tragedy of the Paris attacks uh, provided him with the opportunity to do a spot on the Now show that propelled him into the place he is now in terms of his growing um, success and profile and the fact that that's, you know, that's a, a weird thing. But it makes it all a lot funnier than I'm doing now. Uh, and there's even a game show segment about arranged marriage. Perhaps actually the only person who can talk frankly about an arranged marriage is somebody who's experienced one, which Tez tells us he has, and he still says they can work even though he's sad that his didn't and he's now divorced. So he, he's just treading a line and I think for everyone who was there, whether you're British or non-British or whether you're Asian or whether you're white, it feels like an important line. And I saw a show I knew nothing about before I sat down to see it. And this was Fast Lane by Jenna Watt, which is on at Summerhall. 
It's a dramatic account of her own investigation um, into the rights and wrongs of Trident, which is of course kept at Her Majesty's naval base Clyde, better known as Fastlane. So Jenna Watt has family members whose livelihood comes from working on Trident, but she also has questions which she explores as a theatre maker. Why is it so important that we have this nuclear deterrent? What does that deterrent look like in real life, beyond the barbed wire fence? What does it mean to get a seat at the table? What table? What do the workers at Faslane believe they are there to do? What happens at the Faslane Peace Camp? Why would a woman bring up her children in a camp that turns out to be dark, cold, awful in winter, and these days a disappointing place, populated by only five people? As a young person, or certainly younger than me, she also wants to point out that the CND symbol doesn't mean nuclear disarmament. To her, and people as young as her, it means peace, but a bit of a bland, media-oriented, sanitised version of peace. Peace and hippies. <laughs> to her, the Cold War is something she never knew. To think of Russia as a heated enemy is a kind of a lazy film trope. So her struggle to pick apart these conflicted feelings about Trident takes us as the audience through our own journey. In terms of psychology, there's the horror of a bomb like the one that hit Hiroshima, but the impossibility of imagining that horror. There's the matter-of-fact, it's my job, about a bomb from her family members. There's the sort of sanitised but completely understandable sense from the staff who work at Fastlane that they are there to make a nuclear submarine and its bombs safe for those who work on board. Our human ability to negotiate and rationalise risk and horror and dread and the everyday is what this show is about. And ultimately, the fact that we live in a nuclear world that can never again, or maybe never did, give us a binary choice. We've still not remembered who this actor is, by the way. But I am going to have some cheesecake. Right, so I went to see another show, which was about characters in a play that kept rewriting themselves and each other. And now I'm walking back, and it's a bit of a long way. But the good news is that I've got over 5,000 of tomorrow's steps already. Ah. <sighs>